When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm David. I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. Don't you want to keep this great content coming? So you know what to do. Go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and just do it. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. You know that George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? The backtrack is, as you probably know the episode where we take a single nostalgic topic from our youth and dig in deep you know having been invented in the 16th century roller skates were certainly nothing new or unique to generation x but the advent of the disco ball light show rock music filled indoor social club and skating (laughs) arena was decidedly of our generation in this episode we lace up for a spin around the gen x era roller skating ring (laughs) that is coming your way but first it is time for some fourth listener email uh, the fourth listener this time around is Devin. Devin dropped us a line in our email inbox, cool. and the subject line of his email was "childhood autonomy episode." That oh, one's got a lot okay. of uh, yeah, a lot of feedback. A lot of resonated with a lot of people. Okay. Here's what Devin had to say: Hey guys, I recently discovered Gen X grown up when I searched my podcast player for the phrase "bulletin board systems" <laughs> and found your wow. episode from late 2018. <laughs> Make yourself searchable. <laughs> we found you. Yeah, that's never the search term we expect. Yeah, I know. Really? For a podcast of nothing else. Right. Uh, He says, I'm a younger Gen Xer from the tail end of the generation, also called a Xennial, born about a decade later than you guys. So now George can feel as old as Mo is usually made to feel. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. No. Mo still old. Still don't feel that old. (laughs) He says, I particularly enjoy your backtrack episodes and your more recent show about childhood autonomy from this past April really resonated with me. I started walking to school without parent supervision starting around grade four or five, something that's apparently unheard of now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not very often. Maybe in big cities, it's still a thing, Mo. Yeah, I mean, Where it's really dense. I haven't seen lately, but yeah, it was a thing for you certainly growing up. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Think, yeah. He goes on to say, I reckon it was the younger baby boomer parents who started helicopter parenting. But yes, Gen X parents fully bought into the concept of stranger danger, and for some reason, mm-hmm. decided they would devote an entire middle of their lives to working and chauffeuring their children around. That's exactly what you were talking about, George. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a thing. I'm going to write mm-hmm. a book on it someday and make two dollars <laughs> self-published <laughs> right <laughs> right well we'll have three people reading it and we'll look for a fourth reader maybe one other person <laughs> uh Devin goes on to say back in the early 2000s i briefly lived in south korea by then helicopter parenting had become the norm in north america whereas in south korea elementary school kids were still running around on their own yeah it was a pleasant surprise to see they still had their freedom and independence but sadly helicopter parenting has now even spread to northeast asia uh. Well, unless you're watching that Japanese show where they send the little seven-year-olds out on the missions to go get groceries or whatever. Right. (laughs) Which I think is awesome. But that's the thing. Now, that's a reality show. That's not the norm. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And everybody was freaked out about it, too. Right. It's so radical. Like, can you believe this show? Kids on their own? It's crazy. Oh, my God. No, it was fine. It's not a big deal. So, Devin says, I'm aware of someone in my home city of Vancouver who had to take the government to court because he was getting harassed by the Child Protection Agency because he let his four children take the bus together without parental supervision. Oh, jeez. An activity that was completely normal when we were kids. Yeah, no, really. no kidding. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some stuff we 
did when we were kids that should have been outlawed. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. glad that it is now, but yeah. that's not one of them. That's not. Absolutely not. A lot of the things we did were outlawed then, too. It's just that we didn't get right. caught because there was no parental supervision. <laughs> right. That whole laying on the back deck of the car when you were on a road trip, oh, maybe yeah. not the best yeah. idea. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Not even a seatbelt up there would really help. <laughs> no, get no. out of the back window, you idiot. Even if you don't have an accident, you walk away with skin cancer and fourth degree burns by the time you're in California or wherever you're going. That's fact. Devin wraps it up by saying, I'm hopeful that Gen Z and younger millennial parents are smart enough to reject this nonsense and allow children to regain their freedom and autonomy. Devin. Nice. Yeah. So do we, Devin. So do yeah, we. Yeah, absolutely. Same deal. Yep. We thank you so much for taking the time to write in. We appreciate that you listen. Uh, Uh, We love every time one of the fourth listeners takes time out of their day to let us know how we're doing. If you would like your email featured here on the show, it's drop dead easy. Just hit us up at (laughs) podcast at genxgrownup.com. We'll read every single one. And most of them, like Devin's, will eventually make the show. All right, gentlemen, it's time to lace up our skates and head to the (laughs) Gen X era roller rink Uh. right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Skates Alive is rolling fun for everyone. Sessions for beginners, tiny tots, Christian music night, and country dancing and lessons, too. Birthday parties that include invitations, food, drinks, and more. And ask about our fundraising parties and panda parties. Skates Alive in two locations. Call 502-926-ROLL. Our topic for this backtrack, as you know, is the Gen X era roller skating rink experience. And when you think about a show like this, where do you begin? Well, you begin at the beginning. And initially the thought was, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> let's talk about the origin of roller rinks. But then dig it even further, I found there's an interesting origin to roller skates themselves. Yeah, there definitely is. So <laughs> it's a little stupid, but this is how it happened. Well, so are roller rinks. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. The roller skating capital of the world, Belgium, apparently, in 1735, <laughs> this guy named John Joseph Merlin, he was a magician, of course, no, <laughs> um, he decided to show off his newly designed <laughs> wheeled shoes. So obviously he just, you know, found some little tinker toy. Well, they didn't have tinker toys 1735. I don't know what he found, but he stuck some round things on the bottoms of his shoes with axles and he ran into a party with them on and immediately ran headfirst into a mirror. Sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. I, so where can I get a pair? Everybody wanted to buy one yeah. right away. That was the first episode of Jackass. Right. Exactly. <laughs> a little bit later on, less than a hundred years. So they were really moving along with the innovations, uh, really cranking innovation process, you know, mother of necessity, invention, all that stuff. None of that happened here. (laughs) Monsieur Pettibled, and I'm guessing bled is because he was bleeding after trying to roll in on the other guy's (laughs) skates. Uh, He secured a patent for the roller skate design. The skates at that time were inline. So the inline skates that we got in the 90s were the Mm -hmm. first skates, not the regular four by four squares that we all grew up with oh okay but they only had three wheels whereas our inline skates usually had four or five wheels depending upon your skate that had to kind of suck yeah well i don't know i my guess is really big wheels (laughs) he probably kind of built the design based on ice skates i'm assuming ice skates were probably a thing that makes sense yeah at that point so that's where he probably got the design they weren't easy to turn, but then a guy named James Leonard Plimpton came up with the idea of four-wheeled roller skate that provides the wearers an ability to move and turn a little bit easier. So ah. not the wheels turning was the problem, just you making a turn 
which I don't know if you guys have ridden on inline skates. I did for a while there because mm-hmm. you know, I did. it was the thing Me to too. do. I didn't yeah. have a problem with turning, but maybe those three wheeled versions and yeah. given what they were probably made out of metal. But we also had that nice kind of rubbery alloy stuff that gripped well and you right. could turn where these were probably just slippery metal wheels. That <laughs> Yeah. Well, because we all know the metal four wheel things mm-hmm. that we grew up with when we were kids. Our parents had the ones that you would strap onto your oh, shoes. Right. Yeah. And then we got the ones with the big boots that looked like they came out of a bowling alley kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So that's where skates started, at least. Okay. Yeah. So actually from that, you know, we looked into some research because I don't have much to say on roller rinks. So, but I did find something on the adventure of roller rinks, which I found to be very interesting. Okay. So funny enough, the guy, that Plimpton guy who helped people turn and not die on roller skates, he actually came <laughs> yeah. up with the first rink, which he took over a ballroom in a hotel and okay. took all the furniture out and bought rental skates in actually as well. Apparently okay. it was like a huge hit and everyone loved it. They thought it was a really great time, you know, just kind of going to So circle. when did he do this? That was actually, it was 18. 1966. So wow. it was like just after the Civil War. I can only imagine that the ballrooms were probably not in use as much because we <laughs> yeah. just gone through a war. A war. So- you know, we got to use something with this space. The hotel got bombed, so the ballroom doesn't have a lot of use. <laughs> right. <laughs> they had to burn the furniture for heat, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too yeah. soon. Oh, sorry. Civil War. But, but then what happens about 1880s, they actually started building, like, purpose buildings just for skating. Huh. So we're erecting a skating rink now. Right. It's not repurposed something. Okay. And it's funny, because doing some research, I guess some people thought that people do back then when something new comes around, that these are the cause of more and worse immorality in the city. I mean, of course. <laughs> then even music halls, you know, they thought the music wow, halls are bad. worse than music halls. Damn kids today and there's wow. a guy in a top hat said that, I guess. And, then, <laughs> and a monocle. And a monocle, monocle, yeah. Right. With an evil mustache. But, but then in Levittown, New York, that's where the first of the modern rinks were built. And that was actually a huge thing they built. It was like 200 feet long. Imagine. Wow. You would get tired, I would think, going around that That's a big rink. rink. Is yeah. it? I don't know how big a rink is. But that was in the 1950s. So it was like after World War II. So yeah, he built this thing and they actually had like the organ music so pre-disco uh-huh. <laughs> clearly and, pre-disco but they did have parking which was something new like they actually had purpose parking just for the event for my horseless carriage this thing was so popular I mean they had hundreds of people come there in a single weekend I was going to ask you said they had parking did they have a lot of cars because well, I mean 1950s yeah I mean cars were pretty big back then right well yeah I guess I don't know I don't think every family had a car back yeah, then yeah we were two you know we could no. you know people could get sugar again I mean, but then mm. like, I guess in the sixties, it kind of died out apparently like roller skating was just not the cool thing. And thinking about it, I don't remember seeing much roller skating in the sixties and movies and stuff. So, well, not in movies. I mean, I guess I remember seeing things where like neighborhood kids had them strap on metal Right. Yeah. Rims of death kind of but, skates. But they were just toys playing out in the front. Yeah. Like the street, it wasn't so much roller rinks. And you're right, it's very much like a emblematic of the mid to late 70s almost. Right. right. They start to pick up a bit then. Oh, yeah. Actually, the 70s, they had that kind of that boom came in and it kind of came in with disco because, yeah, yeah those roller rinks, you know, the, the disco music was perfect for it, plus all the movies and all the culture behind yeah. it. Well, you know what it was great for? It was great for people like me who can't dance to save their lives, but you can kind of look cool <laughs> if you're just gliding along on some skates and moving your arms around because if the lower half of your body doesn't work well for coordination or dancing skates help out right hey hey, my legs are busy staying on wheels i'm just dancing with my arms (laughs) hey i'm not dead so that's plus right there i'm doing well Oh, man. And after that 70s, it did kind of die out again. I mean, I don't remember like 80s, maybe beginning 80s. But after that, the rinks and stuff started shutting down. Certainly some in the 80s, because I know that a lot of our listeners did attend roller rinks and had very fond memories of it. And as we proceed in this episode of the show, we got comments from a lot of our different supporters and uh, and community members over on Discord. Right. And, and we've got to sprinkle those in throughout the rest of this episode. So we get back, we're going to talk about the environment of those roller rinks that we all remember. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. 
Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Paradise Skate Roller Rink, located at 1201 West 10th Street in Antioch where roller skating has been a family tradition for many years. Come check out our birthday party packages, or we can cater one just for you and your child. Come check out our giant video screen, 18 foot by 14. Watch your latest music videos on the giant screen. Come check out our snack bar, where we can make fresh cotton candy just for you. www.paradiseskate.com. See ya! I don't have a lot of memories from roller skating rinks growing up as a kid. I won't say a lot of fond memories because I have some of both types. <laughs> but before we get too deep into this show, I think we should establish what the three of us, what our familiarity and experience was with roller rinks. And I'm most curious, first, Mo, you grew up in Manhattan. Yeah. So you had opportunities to do and see almost anything. Did you have a lot of experience with roller rinks as a kid? No, I mean, there was a roller rink in the city that I went okay. to like twice, quite honestly. Mm, really? Yeah. So not a lot. Not a lot. So I have very little experience. It seemed like it was more of a suburb thing than a big city downtown. Thing. You yeah. know, they, it wasn't very popular in the 1880s when Mo was growing up. And this going is true. To those <laughs> so we established that in the history Get section. Get on a horse or roller skates was really tough. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> is Mo Mr. Plimpton? Is he the guy? <laughs> I'd be a lot wealthier if that was the case. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, George? You grew up more suburban. What about you? Roller skates? Yeah. Rinks? Uh, we did. We had um, three skating rinks in Tallahassee when I was growing up. The first one that I was exposed to, and I don't mean that literally like a virus, although probably <laughs> could have been, uh, was at the National Guard Armory on the main street in town. Oh, okay. oh, like repurposed almost. Yeah, it was definitely like we talked about the ballroom earlier. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. this was, it was a gymnasium style open area. Like there was even a basketball goal at one end of it. <laughs> and they would bus young kids from the elementary schools to this place once or twice a week, I guess. And, you know, okay. we would go on like Tuesdays or something, whatever. <laughs> but what I distinctly remember the most of was they were the hardwood floor slats. Yeah. And mm -hmm. very often as you were skating around in the circle, there were nails that were sticking up out of oh, the no. boards because this was a very old building. It was the <laughs> oldest armory Jeez. in the city. It's probably from when the state was founded and nails would just like hit your skate wheels and you just go face for bam, straight into the wood. <laughs> wow. You'd have Ouch. If there was a time when our class went and somebody didn't come back with a Band-Aid or <laughs> a sling or something like that, I would have been shocked. The other two were more modern and they were not very creative. I'm assuming they were owned by the same people. One was called Skate In East. The other one was called Skate In West. Guess which <laughs> sides of town they were on. North and South. Uh, east and West? Maybe. 50-50 so could be either. Those were kind of the more, the two quote unquote modern mm -hmm. skating rinks that you might think of with the stuff that we're going to talk about in this segment. Yeah. I'm glad I never experienced the one with nails sticking out of the board. Yeah. But, yeah. but it was a regular thing that I attended. So out of the three of us, I probably did more roller skate rink attending than, than any of us because it was a regular thing. I would go with friends. I would go with the school group. I would go with, well, just because in central Florida, if like you didn't go to Disney where everything was, we were like 45 minutes away from Disney. Mm. So everything really cool was 45 minutes away, okay. but casually cool things, you know, fun things to do were around us in the kind of the area that was just outside of uh, outside of town and beyond the suburbs. So I went to a lot, a lot of roller skating rinks. When you first walk in that door, good skating rinks are the ones that really are emblematic of that, you know, late seventies, early eighties, neon everywhere. Everything's mm. fluorescent. So if mm -hmm. you, black if you have nice, yeah, black light everywhere. So if you're wearing a white t-shirt, it glows. If you smile and your teeth are nice and clean, your face glows because your teeth are glowing. <laughs> I always like that about it. And lighting effects, not just the neon, strobe lights and shooting oh, shit geez. off the disco oh, ball was everywhere. It, if you were prone to seizures, you should not have gone <laughs> to an 80s era. Yeah. You, 80s era you mentioned strobe ring. effects and it immediately reminded me of that office episode where three of the office workers, they go out because one of them is saying, hey, if you want to meet chicks, go to the bookstore because he just wants to go buy books. But then they end up <laughs> going to a skating rink because one oh. of the other ones says, this is a good place to meet women during the day. And they walk in there and there's like nobody there. But at some point, the DJ's like, look, 
are you guys done? He was like, yeah, we're done. He's like, you sure? I can turn the strobe light on. And they're like, oh, and they run out onto the floor. And then it was and totally, it was suddenly fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would also expect to see, along with the neon and the black light, the same kind of cool rugs like you would see in old arcades with the, the bright neon colors that would glow. It almost made the floor look three-dimensional, like parts of it were popping. I remember a distinct pattern. I remember moon slices, like the crescent moon slice and stars sure. with tails shooting off of Lots them. Of That's stars. what I remember the most. And then like three or four like parallel stripes of different colors, like yeah. a pink, a Green, on, green and orange. and whatever. Yeah. The thing was, it showed up good under a black light. And mm-hmm. secondarily, you didn't want a regular pattern because that rug was filthy. Oh. <laughs> and it also, every bit of blood and spit and whatever the hell else was on that rug was also going to fluoresce under the black light. Oh. So you had that nice random pattern. Don't think about it too much, Mo. No, that's, oh. it's, not, it's not healthy. It was the Jackson Pollock of its time. Yes, I'm thinking. <laughs> What was your medium? I'd rather not say. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that was notoriously great about the notoriously great, is that the right way to say this? Was sure. that especially the ones I went to, a live DJ in a booth up there that was huh. playing oh. all kinds of rock music. Now, I don't know if you got to see that in your roller rinks or not. No. I'll say for the two that were here, you know, on both the east and the west side of Tallahassee, <laughs> they didn't have a live DJ that I remember. It was just music oh, that bad. was playing all the time. Yeah. I think I remember requests. So maybe mm-hmm. somebody could go up to a person and say, hey, could you play this song? And de- okay. I kind of remember the dedication kind of thing, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't remember a live DJ like talking or any of that kind of stuff. No, really? What about you, Mo? No. You have no, a live DJ just, in yours? I think it was no? just uh, just radio or they would just have music that just piped in. Oh, eesh, I do remember bad. a jukebox. Oh, that you could pick what played. Oh, that'd be yes, cool. Yes, I remember oh. a jukebox at the Skate In East one. Now, I'm trying to think. I wonder if that overrode whatever was playing through the PA system, like if somebody pumped in a quarter for the jukebox, if their song mm-hmm. was over huh. whatever the random thing that was playing, right. I don't remember. Or maybe it's the up next. I don't know. But that's a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> having a DJ. Yeah. I remember the ones I went to, there was a booth like at the far end of the rink and you could like stop. There was a rail and you could make a request to the guy live. Huh. Yeah. Like a little opening where you could peek through where he was back there in a little kind of little cage, but you could talk to him. That's where they kept him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they let him out once a day. Otherwise, yeah, we reached out and we were planning for this episode to our friends and, and supporters and community members over on Discord, over at genxgrownup.com slash Discord. If you're there not you member, go. You can, That's you my head over there. Promoting this. <laughs> Help us out, George. baby. Run there the promos. <laughs> and a lot of people had a lot of memories. Uh, and speaking of DJs, supporter Fat Tony, he says, I don't know if it was widespread, but our local rink always had a live DJ in a booth above the rink. Yeah. You can request your favorite songs. Lots of Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I also remember the skating lessons a buddy and I took weekly for about a year. We what? were skate badasses. Wow. Wow. So I can imagine like, he learned how to do all the tricks and the going backwards, backwards and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 You were one of those guys. I, I couldn't do those things. No, no, no. <laughs> like I could skate backwards if somebody pushed me that direction. Well, right. I, could, I could I could be going backwards, but it wasn't on purpose. Right. 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 <laughs> it was just trying not to fall backwards is all I was doing. <laughs> he says, uh, and, and back when kids were apparently bulletproof, no helmets, no pads, and few yeah. rules passed, go the same damn direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cutting across the middle would get you in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I know when people would fall, they would try to quickly get to the middle because that was the place where everybody was not. Right, so if you yeah. fell down, everybody told you, if you fall, fall toward the middle, not toward the rail, which mm-hmm. was your your instinct is to go that way. But falling toward the middle was better, although it was harder to get back up. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so you could have your own skates at the roller skating rink, but if you didn't go often, especially like you guys didn't go, yeah. and even as much as I went, I didn't have my own skates. The rental skates were another... <laughs> part of the environment there. It was like a bowling alley. These were the nasty ass yeah. boot shoes Ugh. that somebody had squirted Dr. Scholl's in and it was a cloud of white smoke coming out of them. I remember one of two <laughs> colors, super leather black okay. or plush light brown. Yes, the, the plush colors. light brown. Yes, that color looks good with no pants. There no. are no pants Mm-mm. that match whatever that. <laughs> it's a color that nothing goes with. <laughs> brown velour boot that you're wearing. <laughs> and I can't imagine this because I didn't remember feeling this way, but I'm sure somebody did at some point. If you went with a group who they quote unquote were rich or had their own skates or mm. whatever, and you mm-hmm. were the kid who had to get the rental skates, that had to be humiliations galore <laughs> as 
they would say in Princess Bride. I mean, it just, <laughs> it had to be terrible if you had to wear those things with all your friends who were wearing the cool Jordash jeans and their own skates. Oh, jeez. Mm. I always figured they made them hideous, just like bowling shoes, so you would not be inclined to steal them. Yeah. Because, right? like, you don't see anybody, like, walking around town in bowling shoes. Like, look what I got away with. I'm wearing these right. ugly-ass shoes. Nobody's stealing those. Not to- unless they're going to clown college or something. <laughs> no, it may be. Okay. That's, that might be the exception. Uh, <laughs> another one of our community members, Butter Spider, he said, my biggest memory from roller skating rinks is realizing that in no way was I ever intended to strap wheels on my feet. Bad combination. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. yeah. You know, even though I went a lot, I was never great at skating. I mean, I, I could not fall down. But yeah, like I said, never did the tricks or the background or the, you know, the, the thing like you can zigzag your feet, that crazy stuff. Oh no. yeah, the figure eight. None I could do that, that yeah. one. I remember being stable, very stable on my stable. skates. Like yeah. I didn't worry about balance or anything like that when I was skating, but I could never do the cool stuff like you're talking about, like you would see mm-hmm. in the movies, you know, oh, where yeah. somebody, some really cool guy, maybe had a big afro or something <laughs> like that. And he was, he was doing all these things, squat down his leg would swing out he would come up in a disco point or something like <laughs> that thing, yeah yeah i couldn't no that yeah. was never going to happen the best trick i ever learned was the, the normal thing which is when you're going in the circle you cross step like you, you move one foot across yeah. one and do mm-hmm. that before that it was just gradually gradually make a left turn gradually make a left turn <laughs> but when i was able to do the cross step thing i'm like oh i'm big time now <laughs> mo how good were you at skating i was terrible <laughs> I, I was awful. Did you spend more time on your butt than on your wheels? Oh, yeah. And it was like basically because I went so infrequently that yeah, right. I didn't have any time to really practice. So like every time I went there, it was like the first time, essentially. <laughs> the only thing I knew was like how to rent them. <laughs> you were them. learning again. I, I yeah. learned how to rent them easier. You know, that was about it. <laughs> I'm good at renting. Did they ever give you that thing? I've seen it when I took my kids to the skating rink when they were young. Did they have those walker roller things? Like old people no, would have, have a walker? Those. They didn't have no, those. They just, they just sent them no. out and said, good luck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much just said, hang on to the rail. If you suck, yeah, hang right. on to the rail. Good luck. Yep. Uh, one more of our uh, longtime supporters, Brad B. He said, what about the douchebag with the thin molester mustache <laughs> that always had to show everyone he could skate backwards? <laughs> Oh, the molester mustache. Mm. <laughs> he had waved hair on the sides, goody comb in the back pocket, smelled oh. like brute. Wasn't yep. there one at every rink? Probably. Yeah, it was probably something that came with the rink. He was the guy who, you know. <laughs> came with the furniture? He was about 10 years too old. To be in there. the age yep. of the kids, to be age yep. appropriate. But he was always <laughs> trying to be part of the group. And he was a damn show off. It's like that guy who graduated high school eight years ago, but still goes to the football pep rally, right? <laughs> right. Let's go Wildcats. Woo. <laughs> uh, sir, sir. <laughs> we do not woo in this pep rally, sir. <laughs> Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at genxgrownup.com. Screaming Wheels Roller Rink now has an all-night skate from 12 midnight to 6 a.m. for 18 and over plus free breakfast. 
Screaming Wheels Roller Rink, All Night Ramble 375. Here's a reminder about Wednesday from 9 until 3 a.m. Ladies free the first hour, men's free the first hour, and free barbecue. Screaming Wheels Roller Rink, we do it all for you. It's the prettiest rink in the Midwest. Can we see you this weekend? We talked about all the neon and the disco balls and the, the awful suede brown boot skates that you got. But let's talk a little <laughs> bit about once you're in there and you got your rental skates on, I assume, uh, the things that you could do at the roller rink. And the first thing I think is worth pointing out is that like the mall was, we talked about that in the previous backtrack. For me, at least, and for the kids and where I grew up, the roller rink was another one of those like a social hub where you could go. You didn't have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to find out what your friends were doing or what are they wearing or you know mm. what, what, who's dating who and who broke up the roller rink was another place where we got those kinds of updates and stuff was it for you at all i would also point out that it was likely of a very popular young like maybe freshman high school or maybe even slightly younger first date kind of a place that parents would accept taking their mm -hmm. children to. Oh, yeah. And they wouldn't necessarily have a clue because the kids would arrange it in school before they told their parents. And then they would tell parents, yeah. oh, my friends and I are going to the rink. But you were going there to meet that significant other. Sure. And that was your date. And you were big time in dating, even though you were getting driven <laughs> there by your parents. I imagine that was a thing. Well, I can imagine it must be hard to like get too much trouble with roller skates on. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't underestimate us. That's uh, true. <laughs> we got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and there are plenty of dark corners in that black lighting environment. There are. It, it, and it, it feels and, like a very wholesome thing. Hey, you're going to go do something that's exercise. Mm -hmm. You're going to do something that's a group activity. Though the most salacious thing I'm sure parents thought was like, oh, they might hold hands while they're skating, you know. But like you said, there's plenty of benches back by the lockers and <laughs> oh, dark yeah. corners where you can get <laughs> stuff done with roller skates, I assure you. And you can't take them off. So <laughs> you can. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. If they're in the way, I can't just take them off. Although yes. that's something that you want to make sure of, that you've got that kind of relationship before you start that process. Because that's 20 minutes taking them damn skates <laughs> off and putting them back on. You better make damn sure that she's ready for that kind of activity before you start. Come on, baby. I didn't take my skates off for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or apparently you did. Well, you're going to put them right back on. <laughs> In my case, I did. Turns out. Uh, Thanos wrote us over on Discord when we asked about roller skating rinks. And he remembers couple skate or any of the only specific people on the floor kinds of skating. Hmm. You guys remember this? I certainly do. Couple skate. Yeah. Right. You could only go on the ring if it's a couple. You don't have to yeah, be holding hands right. necessarily, but you have to be together. You have to be yeah. skating together. Or there would be the only the ladies out on the rink. And so everybody had to get off except ladies or only the gents. I kind of okay. remember that. I see. I seem to remember one where like they actually say like only good skaters. Actually, I remember they actually they had a thing like that because they because <laughs> yeah. because everyone else was like holding them up. So like okay, only our only top skaters. Pisces on the skating rink. Right now. <laughs> yeah. No Libra and Virgo this time around. Right? Have your driver license ready. <laughs> I remember sometimes. One of my rinks, I seem to recall they would do like a, oh, for the next song, only backwards skate or something like oh, oh, people only go. that. I remember. And yeah, that was like a, yeah. that would clear the rink out. That was like, yeah, I'm like out. 20 I'm out. people were it if out of mm -hmm. like 300. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've always guessed this was less for novelty and more for to even the wear. But sometimes they're like, all right, we're reverse skate for this next yeah. hour or something. They would go the other direction. Oh, really? <laughs> and it was always awkward for me because you're always going, I feel like the rink was always counterclockwise in my memory. To going me, around I remember that. To the yeah. left. And then when you had to go to the right, like, I'm not a good skater. I don't know how to do that cross step with my left foot. I can't do that that way. So I just wait until it was going back the other way. It. So it was like NASCAR. Everyone goes the same. You know. <laughs> it's like, it's just, <laughs> including the crashes, exactly right. like NASCAR. Well, and right. it probably too, because unless you're doing one of the other activities that we're talking about, you're holding hands with your significant other, or mm -hmm. you're there with a group of friends or something like that, or you're doing some cool trick. It's kind of mind numbing. You're just literally <laughs> going in a circle and you're not NASCAR. You're not doing it at 300 miles an hour or <laughs> nope. whatever. It, you know, after 10 minutes or so, I imagine, you know, the reverse skate thing would, mm -hmm. at least that would break up the monotony. And the music is super loud. Like you're mm -hmm. not gonna have a conversation while you're out on the rink. You're right. like, Hey George, blah, 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 blah. what? I can't hear you over right. there. You know, whatever. Right. Could be mind numbing. So that I'm sure that added a variety to it. 
depending on the roller rink you went to, another thing that you could do if you got tired of skating or it's ladies only and you're not a lady, you got to go do something. <laughs> there are other things you could do. One of them is many good ones. The ones I went to had a concession stand. Mm. Now that could yep. vary. It could be a nice little restaurant or it could be corn dogs and pizza. I don't know, different things. But it reminded me when I remember the concession stand, regardless what the food was, everything in the roller rink was about six inches taller than everything you encounter out in the real world. Oh, so, the- because you can go there with skates on. Right. See, so you wheel up to the counter, you wheel up to the, the chairs, the tables, whatever. They we had sat the high down. top tables. Yeah. Right, right. And if you didn't have skates, you felt like a little tiny kid, like reaching up to the <laughs> counter because you're a little too short for all the stuff. That was always, for me, part of the going. I planned on, like, sometimes you go to the movies, you're like, I'm going to have movie food for dinner. If you go to the skating rink, I'm going to have crappy concession food. That was part of it, to have the greasy waffle cone or crazy bread or whatever they had. Yeah, oddly enough, the National Guard Armory did not have a concession stand. Not not surprising. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unless you wanted to eat the nails as you tripped over them, that was about it. But I do remember at the skating rink, the other two, they had the, I would call them lower end bowling alley concession stand. That, Sounds about right. It, you it's know, some thinking, hot dogs, yeah. some chips, a soda fountain, that kind of thing. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, I, I don't remember a restaurant. I certainly never remember waitresses or waiters bringing oh, no, food no, out. No. No, no, no. Going back to Discord, uh, another big time supporter, very involved over there. Miss So had mm-hmm. something she remembered about skating rinks. She says, I enjoyed the music and the contests they'd have at the roller oh, rinks. Those were always fun. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the contests. I don't remember like what they were, but I do remember like people getting prizes. It wasn't just races necessarily. It was something they would do. I forget what it was, but yeah, you have contests. She said, I was too young for couple skate. Oh, <laughs> by the time I was old enough for that, I was hanging out more at other types of things. So not so much roller rinks sure. for her. I do remember an arcade in ours. My mm-hmm. brother was usually more in the arcade than the rink. But once I got tired of skating, I would join him in the arcade part two. Yeah. Oh, Miss So hit right on the thing that was big for me in roller rinks because it was at the same time I was a kid. The arcades were huge and roller rinks were huge in my <laughs> area. And just like the counter for the concession stand, all the arcade cabinets were up on cinder blocks. So they were extra tall. <laughs> and since I was a tall kid, I liked playing them without skates on because they weren't too short anymore. <laughs> More. It was awesome. <laughs> I remember the arcades. Ours didn't have the games up on cinder blocks or anything. No. I think they were just their regular cabinet. But okay. I do remember that being more enticing to me than the skating rink. Because like you would go and you always had to pay for an hour, if I remember right, or two hours. It was a time limit it that was a you period would of pay time. for, yeah, for sure. yep, at yep. the skating rink. And so your parents would drop you off and then they would pick you up. And I would not spend the entire time skating. I just wouldn't because sure, me it gets a little tiring. It's, it it's exhausting boring. to do that for four hours. Yeah. So I remember <laughs> spending at least half the time, if not more, in the arcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did yours have an arcade, Mo? That might have got you in there more if they did. Uh, no, it didn't. Mm. No. I yeah. would definitely remember well, an arcade. You would you'd remember. <laughs> that's where I would have been. <laughs> now, Miss So mentioned the contest, and John, you kind of alluded to the yeah. one that I remember the most, and that was the speed skating races. Oh, so you do remember races. I never remembered the races. Okay. I remember the races because I remember I did my best as always being a competitor and athlete and everything when I was younger mm-hmm. I wanted to win one of those goddamn races so bad I could taste it every single time I would go to the rink <laughs> I was like god please let them have speed skating races please let and I would bash kids into the wall and like I was a hockey player almost I would just <laughs> oh I love doing those speed skating races never won a single one I think I got like third might have been the That's, best I was I about to did. ask you were you ever in the like mix four. how you uh, yeah <laughs> so it was <laughs> How did the molester guy do? The molester guy, he he had an advantage. He could slow you down. He could distract you. Nobody would get near him. Right? (laughs) Cloud of brute kept you away. Yep. I remember that one. The other one that I remember, I'm sure that you guys, at least John certainly would remember, is Limbo. And I can't imagine John doing skating Limbo as big as you are. I can't. I mean, did you do that one? You just bite your tongue. You're damn right I did skating limbo. Could you do the split thing that some of those kids could do? (laughs) No. I did the one where you... So it's called shooting the duck. And you alluded to this before. What? It's a move called shooting the duck. And that's how I did limbo. I didn't do the split thing. Shooting the duck is the one where you get down on one skate and then you kick up your leg with the other oh, skate. The one skate thing, yeah, yeah. You're like so you're real low, and then that when you do that, name? you can you can lean over <laughs> when you're doing that. So you're not 
going to get as low. You're not going to win uh, up against the people who could do the split. But if you did the thing with the one skate and you kick out your leg, well, now you're squat enough that you can bend it's over like and get under the limb. You turn yourself thing. into a rolling catamaran. Like you yeah, have that yep, one balance yep. wheel it's out, a there balanced on the side. out there. <laughs> yep. 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 It's called Shoot the Duck. And I would definitely shoot, do that. How did I get that? I'm trying to figure out how we got that name. I don't know, but I always, always, always wanted to date one of the girls who could do the split thing. That was just super enticing to me. I don't care. Nothing wrong with that. I was like, damn, how? Uh, no. You didn't have a mustache back then, did you? I did not have a mustache. <laughs> he might have smelled a brute, though. <laughs> Uh, Marcus also wrote in on Discord and he just simply two words because we ask, what do you remember about rolling rinks? And this one's going to open up a can of worms that I had forgotten. Overnight skates. What? Mm. Remember we talked about the lock-in that right. I had at the yeah. arcade? Yeah. They would do this at the roller rinks where you would go and pay one price from what would have been closing time. This is usually Friday and Saturday nights. And from like 10 p.m. till like 6 a.m., but they locked the door. So you could drop your kids off there and they wouldn't let them out. So they were safe inside of the rink. I mean, they could, you could only get in the trouble you get into inside well, the rink. Unless the thin mustache guy was in right. there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. But yeah, you would stay there overnight, all night long if you wanted. I mean, you could huh. leave if the parent came and got you, but it was a safe place to drop your kid off. And it was it felt really cool and independent. As Look, you couldn't do that today. Like, what do you mean you left your kid there overnight? But it was great. Because look, if you leave them there in the daytime, you didn't know the difference once you're in the rink. It was just yeah. inside the rink. It was dark yeah. in there. Like you were a having casino. a good time hanging out with no your windows. Yeah. You had no idea what time yeah. it was. Yeah. Wow. That misses some tired kids the next morning. Well, another benefit for the parents, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's got to be part of it. You're like, yeah, you could go to the overnight skate. Are you kidding me? Because then you come home at 6 a.m. and they sleep all day. And you're like, <laughs> the house is so quiet. And I know where my kid is. So, you know, and <laughs> we talked about the, the other activities, the skating in limbo and shoot the duck thing. Do you remember the whole in a train where you'd hold the hips of the person in front of you? Oh, like the skating conga line. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I never knew why that didn't just cause a pileup every time it happened. But I <laughs> I guess because you had someone to lean onto and hold onto, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's probably better for the people who are unsteady on their skates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got stability, but also I'd always try to get behind somebody cute. So you're like, oh, I got to hold on to you. I got to hold. I'm sorry, ma'am. I got to hold on to you. <laughs> you know who had the worst of that deal was the person in front because they're dragging 40 people behind them. <laughs> That's work. That was the guy in the pencil mustache. He was show, He was probably freaking right? backwards uh -oh. in the front of the line, that guy. <laughs> uh, just a couple more from Discord wrote in. Jack Allaire, going there on a school field trip. Something they remember. Paying the money to get skates, strapping the skates on, and then spending every quarter of the money that was supposed to be food in the arcade machine. Mm. Amen. I'm there with you. <laughs> You know, I, he has more to say, but I'm going to interject here and go, I specifically remember Gorf was the go-to uh, video Gorf. game for me in the arcade. I mean, then lots of games, but I think I discovered Gorf at a roller rink. And so for me, like when I see Gorf, I just think the sounds of a roller rink for some reason. Okay. Uh, Jack Lair goes on to say, for me, the skates made me just the right height to play Gauntlet 2 for hours. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize Gauntlet 2 was that early, man. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't know when they went yeah, to we went, couple yeah. skate. Uh, and finally, and the horror that was known as couple skate. Mm. So <laughs> Jack Lair did not have a good experience with couple skate, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, one more. Let's see. Uh, CXK, Captain Kiwi also wrote in. Supporter both, man, over on Patreon. Ever. Kiwi's been around forever. I feel like yeah. he's, he's an institution at Gen X grown up. And Kiwi said, I remember going to the skating rink. I skipped the skating and just played the arcade games they had off to the side. So Okay. I can see why that would be popular with our uh, people who are <laughs> GXG crowd. Well, yeah. and you know, parents were probably more okay with taking their kids to the skating rink than they were to the arcade and leaving them because the arcades had a darker mm -hmm. connotation to them than the skating rink did. Right. Yeah. Well, the video games at the skating rink were just, again, they were off to the side. They were mm -hmm. the skating rink and also this. And so yeah. you felt like, oh, I'm taking my kid to exercise and group activity and nope, I'm playing Gorf. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. 
head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Welcome to the New Rink Roller Sports Complex. Do you and your family want to have a fun night out that includes roller skating, roller hockey, games, and introducing our new extreme bounce zone? Of course you do! The New Rink in Shelby Township offers all of this under one roof. Have some fun and win tickets in our game room to redeem for great prizes. Grab a drink and a snack at our full-service snack bar and roller skate the night away to great music and lights around our rink. For a safe, fun family atmosphere, the New Rink Roller Sports Complex is your next family getaway. Now, you had said at the beginning, Mo, that really after kind of the early 80s, roller skating rinks kind of dropped out of favor. I mean, they're still around today. There are clearly plenty of skating rinks, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But I wanted to touch on how roller skating in general and roller skating rinks in particular have permeated our pop culture and how there are movies either about or including or related to because they were such a big part of the late 70s and early 80s. The first one that popped into my mind was we just had the fourth season of Stranger Things, and there was a a great scene that happened in the roller rink when Eleven is is in the rink and oh, uh, yeah. Mike just got back and <laughs> and she smacks Angel in the face with one of those suede oh, yeah. brown oh, yeah. ritual skates that we were talking about. Just like they did, I think it was the second or third season when we, we went to the arcade that they had at the, the Palace Arcade. Roller rinks and Stranger Things were also used as a, hey, just make it happen in a roller rink and it screams early 80s. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. There's quite a few movies and TV shows as well that skating related either scenes or themes uh the two that i think of the most first one is boogie nights uh it's a great Mm -hmm. film even though it's about a subject matter that some people find a little worrisome or maybe even offensive but uh (laughs) heather graham played a character called roller girl right and her gimmick was even in real life and in the porn industry she would never take her skates off that was her thing never she in school (laughs) at home wherever she was at at the disco thing that they went to which you know kind of married skating and disco in those scenes never ever would take her skates off Mm -mm. well and you remember uh austin powers i think the second the third one i think gold member when he went Mm -hmm. back to the 70s and he met up with foxy cleopatra played by beyonce (laughs) yep and she was working as an undercover as a singer at gold members roller disco club (laughs) yep that was a huge scene and remember gold member comes out and makes a grand entrance on roller skates and it's again it's was such a huge part of it that all you have to do is be there and it screams yeah "Yeah, we're in that era well and that was like the whole thing of gold member's character he could do all those crazy stunts like right. he would throw the fake leg over his shoulder as he was skating right. around and two legs over his yeah. shoulder and you're like how is he skating he's got both legs in here he was like the guy in the pencil mustache yeah, he's that same he kind of creepy dude who could yep. do all the tricks i remember a movie back then that it's not necessarily like roller skating but remember roller derby that, i remember that being on tv constantly oh yeah roller yeah. Derby. Oh, yeah like of course saturday yeah. mornings or somebody is, is on weird times but then they made a movie kind of related to called rollerball james Kahn. Right. Oh, yeah. so right. There are two movies called Rollerball. It was there was one, they remake it, right? They, they, they did, did with yeah. um oh. was it Famke Jansen, I think, and one of the guys yeah. from American Pie. It was terrible. The James Bond movie oh, far better. Much, much better. <laughs> but yeah, I still remember that one. And of course that was all about the future. Of course, I think that took place like in twenty eighteen. <laughs> right. Like that. Yeah, that was the so, future. Right. right. Well, of course, when roller skating is such a big deal. Well, the movie was right. made in seventy five, so they figured it would just get bigger and more popular. <laughs> Yeah. Well, because they wah, had already wah, closed wah. down the prison in New York from Escape from New York at that point. So <laughs> right, that's exactly. Good point. Good point. For the violent people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that 70s show. Look, they went to the roller rink periodically, but remember there was one there's one episode where Eric has become addicted to roller disco. <laughs> and so he tells everybody that he's taking Spanish lessons. Oh, so they no. don't know that he's going to the roller rink to do roller disco. Because <laughs> it was embarrassing even in the it was, 70s. Even then. Well, it was not cool because, you know, it wasn't cool, but it was cool. Apparently he liked that. <laughs> well, so. If we're going to talk about skating movies, there's no question that we absolutely have to talk about Xanadu. The oh, Olivia Newton-John yeah. vehicle from 1980, right after mm, Greece. Yep. God rest her soul. She just recently passed. Just passed, her. yeah. But I'm not going to say it was a great movie. Um, 
I remember seeing half of it on VHS one time and then taking it back to the video store. But (laughs) it was built all around disco and skating. Right. The disco roller rink. Did you watch Xander do, Mo? Were you a Xander do fan? I I was never a fan. I remember. I think I saw it. I mean, I remember (laughs) that. Yeah. Because basically the guy at the end had to skate through a wall or something. I remember that part. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, like we all, like we could probably, the, between the three of us, stitch together the movie. But I don't know if I saw all of it either. Like I have vague memories of it. It might not be in the right order either. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it might be better structured than the film from what the reviews say about it. Oh, there was one that I want to go and see now because I was not aware of its existence when I was looking up how, you know, you know skating and pop culture. There was a film in 79 called Skate Town USA. Very obvious name mm. and it starred people who were big back then scott bayo maureen mccormick flip wilson oh, and Jesus. the debut of patrick swayze in this his film. debut in 79 yep. yep wow that's what it said yeah uh, yeah outsiders was what 81 i yeah, guess 80, so early 80s it sounds about 82. right yeah and the, the whole the whole plot is that <laughs> there's no plot basically <laughs> there's this fierce rivalry between a street gang leader and a local young roller skater for the skating rink thing the disco, whatever, and they uh, there's a prize of a thousand dollars, and get this, a moped. Oh God, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Furiously battling. So this a is moped. the Warriors crossed with breaking, is what I'm hearing on on wheels. Yeah, on wheels. I think yeah. you got it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to see this one. I got to look. I've never heard of that one. Even though we don't have a ton of of roller rinks anymore, there've been a couple of documentaries just in the last couple of years. In 2018, there was a great documentary called Soul Skate. That covers Detroit's legendary roller disco biannual party. It just kind of highlights this. Hmm. It's like they don't do it all the time, but they periodically have this huge roller disco party. And then in 2019, there was another documentary called United Skates that highlights a community of thousands who fight to save an underground African-American subculture of roller skating that is endangered because there's two documentaries I haven't seen, but I had no idea they were out there. And now I'm going to go dig them up. That and Skate Town, I think are a big deal. But we've said several times here, Mo, that skating, skating rinks have diminished in popularity and, and kind of like how much of it is available, but it's not gone, right? No, it's not. Actually, believe it or not, there's stats on this. Who knew? Right? Internet, you can oh, find anything. George just woke up. Right? Stats. <laughs> like, Tell is me there more. a spreadsheet? So they said right now, um, now this thing is, is a couple of years old, but they said the United States has about 1,500, or I see 1,541 indoor skating rinks and mm-hmm. 500 outdoor rinks. Now, what? outdoor rinks a thing? That's not a rink. That's a place to skate. That's all that is. <laughs> that's, a, that's just concrete. <laughs> right. <laughs> the funny thing I saw while I was going through these numbers, they went by country, and they said okay. that Russia currently has 790 indoor ones, but 6,000 <laughs> outdoor Six rinks. <laughs> Again, in that's Russia? just a parking lot. It's just a yeah. parking lot. It's all it is. <laughs> that's probably like, all it is. You know, we've got no use for the building anymore. There's no economy here, so let's let everybody <laughs> skate there. Yep. Das Vidanya. <laughs> <laughs> Have some vodka, put on some yep. skates. What could go wrong? Welcome, Welcome to the parking lot. <laughs> oh, man. I, I want to thank you guys for going along with me, remembering the, the roller skating rink experience from Gen X. And I particularly want to thank all of our members over on Discord yeah. who contributed, gave us their memories to help kind of feed our discussion. I know it, for me, it really helped to uh, it helped to crystallize. And there were things that I forgot that you guys remembered that made it into the show. So I really appreciate you. That's going to wrap it up for this Backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Don't worry, we'll be back in two weeks with another one, like clockwork. And next week is another regular edition of our show. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it is you, though, we all appreciate most of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. To lace up our skates and head to the Gen X era roller rink <laughs> uh, right after this. Sigh. Only one groan. I'm really disappointed that George didn't groan also. He, he was eternally groaning, I saw. Yeah, it. it's. Can you give me a groan and I'll edit it in? I don't have enough energy to even give one on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, get, get a grown out of you and I'll edit it in. Come on, three, two. <sighs> Perfect. <laughs> I, I'm saving that. I'm going to use that in every show. 17,000? Really? I should probably check that number again. <laughs> that seems high. No, it seems high to me.
<laughs> I should check. <laughs> Correction, 17. <laughs> yeah. And they all had cars. <laughs> well, the good news is Mo got us a blooper. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. I should check that. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.